Well, I've made it. I didn't think you were going to. It's blowing a hoolie out there. It's taken me about an hour and a half <laughs> to come round the bay. It is so ridiculous because if I got in my little dinghy, I could be with you in 10 minutes. Yep. But because we have to go all the way around the Welsh roads, it takes about 45. Yep, but we must just say today, because of major roadworks, I've not only gone round the bay, <laughs> I've gone back again and then done a dog's leg. <laughs> via Snowdonia and I think Wrexham at one point and then I'm here <laughs> running out of fuel I know and I, it's, it is so bad out there today and to explain I live on a, a hill overlooking the sea and normally we can see the sea but we can't see the sea today because there's a very low fog that's moved in it's made it very atmospheric you're not you painting a great picture <laughs> Or making me feel confident about driving home again. <laughs> you can always... I am learning this now, living where I live now. Uh, yes, I don't have to dodge all the traffic and all the roundabouts, but you, you really have a baptism of fire about going on any journey. I pack boots now. I have a, I have a, a shovel in my car. Oh, do you? Well I done. have a very strong anorak. <laughs> I don't have a flare, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I always make sure that the tank is full. Because you don't know, do you? Where well, it's you the wilds. Down? It's the wilds. I've been up on a mountain road <laughs> coming from somewhere else back home and I crossed the top of the Plymlimmon Mountains just as they were closing the road because it was snowing and I thought, I'll just get up there and I don't have a four-wheel drive. But it would have saved me 25 minutes, so I thought, I'll take the risk. And when I got onto the top of the mountain, I couldn't see anything. There was two feet of snow and I ended up in a snowdrift off the side of the road. I was able to get myself out of it. Um, out about five days probably. <laughs> when I got down the other side um, I was so, oh my gosh I was so relieved. Got home the next morning I saw one of my neighbours who's in mountain rescue and she said you can't believe this but some idiot <laughs> went across the mountain road last night. Like, oh gosh, people, honestly, what are they? they don't know, do they? <laughs> they I come know. out of the city. Well, I didn't have, something very similar happened to me not long ago, but I didn't have the snow. But I remember just having to do a diversion. And I, you know that, did you ever watch Postman Pat with your children? You know that scene <laughs> yeah. where he's going over all the hills and he's just tooting. That was me. That was me. Just going. And I just kept going. And I kept thinking... And I kept passing all these very strange buildings. I thought, I'm not going to have a kidney in the morning if I carry on like this. It was, and in the end, you know what I, I turned the car around. I thought, I'm just going to go back. Even if I have to stay the night on the main road, I, I ain't going in there. It's <laughs> Mad Max territory. <laughs> it is a contrast, isn't it, to oh. learn how to live here. I mean, we chose it. No one forced us into it. <laughs> this, it was our decision. <laughs> but it, it is such a contrast from being in a city being a professional and, and working in the media as we were being on telly every day or every week or yeah. radio to then come somewhere so wild and raw. And, and as Mark, your lovely husband, pointed out... Who's just crept the, down the stairs. Yeah, I've just seen <laughs> just it. So I'm going to say something really nice and complimentary about him because I'm really creepy. Um, all the signs... Um, they're in Welsh and then just right at the bottom in small letters it's English so you've gone past you notice that but you're English I think you should be like in brackets if you're English you're on your own <laughs> <laughs> well he 
least I've got the name if I have to stop and ask for directions. Yeah, because Luella is a Welsh name. Absolutely. I've got the whole works, you know. I've got the surname. Married name, Jenkins. Oh. Second name, Sean. Oh, is it? I if fine. we ever go out together, you're on your own. Well, it'll be fine because I'm Irish and the oh, Welsh love the Irish. It's Mark who has the trouble. And we were talking to this Welsh chap, um, Welsh speaker, and um, he said, and uh, where are you from? You're not English. And I said, no, no, I'm Irish. I'm Irish, yeah, I am the Gara. And, uh, and he turned to Mark and said, and you're Irish. And Mark said... No, I'm English. And he said, oh, never mind. And he turned around and walked away. They are blatant, aren't they? They're blatant. Well, I'd lived here about a couple of months and I went into fantastic butchers near to me. And they were all speaking Welsh in the shop. And I was pretending I understood, but I didn't really. And then I, after about the fifth occasion of going in there, the butcher, um, who'd become my mate, said, oh, and uh, what's your name then? And I said, well, uh, uh, he said, I noticed that it's uh, Mrs. Jenkins, but what's, what's your first name? And I said, well, it's actually Luella. And he went, ah, of course. <laughs> As if, you know, and I went, yeah, I know. And then I walked out. What did that mean? You're in. I could only be a You're nice person. You're accepted. Yeah, yeah, I am. But what, what happens then when you go back to England? I mean, you were in England last week, weren't you? Yes, I was. I was back. I was actually back in my old stomping ground, and I was working. I you, was, were, yeah. you were working? Yeah, I was working. So not only did you go back to I did. England, I donned, you were working. I donned a suit, as they <laughs> say. You, I guess it's some really? slingbacks. And I did a, yeah, it was sort of a corporate job, you know, did an interview with a local historian. And I have to say, it went very, very well. I got good feedback. But do you know what was so lovely, Miriam, is just being back doing what I love doing. I love interviewing yeah. people. I love it. Um, it doesn't happen often enough, does no, it? No, and it was just... And also, it, well, it helped. I know this historian very well, and it, so it was easy. But it was a lovely feeling, and I had, I had a lovely evening. But if I'm going to be honest, I, I actually was quite happy getting in the car coming back. So I think... Where are you? I think I'm just happy here. Yeah, yeah. Happy. It's, it's something that gets in your blood. Uh, it really is, this part of the world. First of all, it is so stunningly beautiful. And I've seen you stand by my window here looking out to sea and ooing and ahhing because the scene changes. I know we can't see anything at all today, but the colours are just extraordinary. Well, the first time I ever came here was in the summer. It was a beautiful hot day. And honest to God, you could have been in the Caribbean. Yeah. Looking down, it was blue. Yeah. Beautiful blue it sea. It is and, wonderful. And, and I, I, you know, I go out into my garden and I'm hanging the washing out and there's the hills and, yeah. and the sea on one's oh yes it's just it's just fabulous but uh, and, and, and as we were saying everybody loves to come and stay which is great yeah. I see I've seen more people in the last 18 months than I've seen in years friends and of course the grandchildren I, well, well grand- I, I got to, one so. I, was, I was going to ask you about that because one of the things that I find quite difficult as a grandparent I'm a grandmother to two well I miss them and they 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 live you know, three hours away. And that that's the difficulty. But every time I've kind of suge- suggested maybe to my son that I might, we might move closer, Mark and I, he'll say, Ma, no, no, I don't, no, don't, don't follow me. Don't follow us because we may not stay here. And I thought, well, okay, so you don't want me moving near in case I interfere. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps he's trying to say that because really. I because <laughs> no, I'm a bad influence on the grandchildren. I'm a bad influence on the grandchildren. Are you? Oh, 
God. Really? Well, I overindulge them. I, I, and I know I'm doing it and I shouldn't do it, but I think that's my role. Yeah, but I know. I've read the manual. Yeah, there is something about being a grandmother, isn't there? But I, I remember my dad saying he was a lovely grandfather. He wasn't a terribly good husband, but a fantastic <laughs> father, but an even better grandfather. And he said, when you have grandchildren, it's like you... You've inhaled some very strange substance that makes you go completely stupid. And it's true, isn't it? I mean, I, I my grandson, I, well, I've stopped filming him eating. And like when he, I was like a Japanese tourist on my phone. I'd sit filming him just sitting there eating. You know, you do, don't you? You, you, you do. Everything about them is delightful. And it even is wiping one... their bottoms well yes you know, there is that. and a there's bottom, a lot of that a bottom presented yes. to you for wiping um, <laughs> well i'll I, do it well, i'll I do can it remember when i worked in television and i used to come home after we'd done the program you know the, the tea time program and the main the main program and i'd walk through the door and you know in that sort of affected way we tv folk have i say oh my god it's just been absolutely you have no idea the cameras didn't work everything went down the prompt didn't work of course i saved the day and it was my <laughs> and you'd walk in you put your bags down and there'd be a child at the top of the stairs you'd say, could, could you come and wipe my bottom and you think yep that's it great leveler coming kids but you can now indulge all those sort of maternal feelings that you have towards your grandchildren can't you with with your well I think I mean, what it ador- is he's adorable oh my little George thank yeah. you because I find that's another thing that when you become a grandparent the world it 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 parts come, you've, you've either got nice people nasty people nice people think your grandson is gorgeous nasty people don't like children <laughs> and that's it that's your world and if they say anything, anything, anything that's a criticism, my eyes narrow. <laughs> and you know, you put your head to one side yeah. in that sort of Jurassic Park like, sort of way. In three seconds, yes. I'm going for your throat. I am going to go for yeah. your throat. Yeah. But I just think, a gran- being a grandparent, I think what it is, it's the, it's, it's the nearest thing to having your own child, but you haven't given birth to this yeah. child. It's just... But don't, don't you feel, and I'd heard this before... Uh, my first grandson was born that you're one step away as a grandparent but I never felt sort of one step away I felt that just as as much love as I did for when I gave birth to his father you know I, I felt as much love and as much involvement um, the hard thing was stepping away was was then leaving and going home well, after I a was, visit. <clears throat> I was very lucky, and I do class myself as very lucky, because because of circumstances, my daughter lived with me when she was pregnant with George. So George was there right from the beginning. I mm. saw, saw him being born. He came back to my house. So for the first three years of his life, he was. Yeah. You know, and it, it, he, you know, he, he used to... He used to sleep in Jessica's room. Well, actually, sleep with Jessica really, and it was so gorgeous seeing the pair of them. But he, she said that if he, if she told him off, he used to look at her and say, "I go see Gaga," because that's my name, Gaga. I don't know where it I'm comes Gaga. from. Gaga. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm Gaga. Very perceptive children, Isn't aren't they? He? What an intelligent boy. <laughs> He's got you. So I was I was lucky in that sense that there's there is that I never had to say goodbye to him. And actually they he she then met her, her lovely new partner and they moved only up the road. So I still did the school run. So coming mm. to to Wales wasn't too difficult because the beauty is now, yeah, I don't do the school run, 
but I have him to stay every holiday, weekend. You know, you get, I see a lot of him. Mm. Um, mm. Because and that bond, I don't think will ever go away. Really, oh, no, it won't. It yeah. won't. And you will. Well, you obviously do mean so much to him, and you will always mean so much to him. And gosh. I remember, I, I didn't like my mother's mother, my grandmother, my maternal grandmother. I thought, I, I couldn't stand her. Mm. And I listen, I was, again, from the age of, as early as I can remember, I didn't like her. Um, my, and I, for all sorts of reasons, but I really saw her and I saw this grouchy, selfish woman. And she just wasn't nice to us. Whereas my paternal grandmother was wonderful and she was just the kindest soul and so considerate she was always cooking for us making us lovely things you could always talk to her whereas you couldn't talk to your own parent about it maybe but I could always go to her and one of the things I've tried to do as a grandparent is be like her you know mm. um I want to be more like her and I've made a concerted effort to be more like her um I want to be I suppose I, I it's not that I want to be remembered but I I would like to have um my grandchildren remember me oh, with kindness because well, it's your legacy you, look how you remember your grandmother yeah and I mean what better legacy than that than, than saying I I don't remember them or I remember them being very strict or bad tempered so yeah I mean I suppose in your heart when you you can't ever imagine yourself being a grandparent I think you always think you're going to be quite groovy aren't you but you're not really you're still yeah you're still a granny so you're gaga I'm just straightforward nana does that mean I have to in, try and impress upon them some nice <laughs> you know more personal name well my mother it's very strange I, we, we didn't I didn't mean to carry on with this but my mother was never called granny because her, when my son was born, um, he couldn't say granny. So it's Mimi. So she just oh. became Mimi with all the grandchildren, yeah. which yeah. is quite sweet, really. It is sweet. And when I had George, I thought, well, do I want to carry that on? I thought, well, no, it's a bit daft, really, and a bit pretentious. But he just started calling me Gaga, and I thought, well, that's, yeah. Whether he's going to be doing it when he's older, I don't know. I think he'll always call you that, because <laughs> you might be Gaga. You might be oh, even more Gaga then. <laughs> Do you interfere at all? Are there times when you feel... No. Because well, that's, that's kind of like a rule, isn't it? And well, I, it's a bit different. I suppose, again, going back to... He, he, he lived with me. So there was that probably that little bit of... I, ha we, I was very, 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 very hands-on. But I do try very hard not to do the usual, which my mother used to do. I mean, my mother was a great grandmother in nurturing, but she was one for saying... This is how you should do it, oh, in my right. way, my yeah. way or the highway. Well, I, I was looking, while we were talking, I was looking up about how to be a good grandparent. I've got it here on my iPad. And this is the um, National Childbirth Trust. Ten ways to be a wonderful grandparent. And number one, you do not interfere. You do not interfere. You just have to let them go their own way. Obviously, in some cases you have to interfere, but not, not in ours. I do indulge them though, and that is a cardinal sin. You can't, you cannot do that. And I'm reading it here. Compliment, don't compete, don't indulge. I indulge them. And it's wrong because when I leave, they then expect things that I yeah, give them. Yeah, but I don't, oh, I don't think you've been a bit tough on yourself because I think everybody needs a grandparent. We are, we are there, aren't we? As the softer we're supposed to be anyway. The, 
But do you I'll, think it's I'll all right to, to them give and... them things parents wouldn't give them? And my grandson said to my daughter-in-law, um, when she told him he couldn't have chocolate or something like that, and, uh, and, and she said, look, in life you can't always get what you want when he objected to this. And he said, you can if you're with Nana. <laughs> so the jig was up. I was exposed because I, I, I wouldn't say don't... Uh, Mark has this thing where he touches the side of his nose and goes, "Mum's the word." I don't, I don't know if they quite understand what that means. When, they, they're, when they're about a certain age, usually about four, if you say to them, "Don't tell your mother," they do. <laughs> they always what tell. What is this about children? They do. They always tell. <laughs> Here we are, number two. I've read this and thought of you. Get giggly. Right. Yes. Uh, uh, the best thing about being a grandparent is enjoying the fun moments and not having to make the big parenting decisions. Be silly. Yes. yes Are you? Yes. Yes. I am. Well, not. To, no. I don't. I, I don't want to be one. I don't want to be one of those awful people. You know, the type who go around tickling children all the time and being really stupid. But yeah, there's a. There's. I think there's a lot of affection and laughter. And yeah, I mean, but I think I've just been a bit normal with him sometimes. And he loves it when we do. I remember last time he came and we did play snakes and ladders together, and he loved it when I he landed on the same little space as me and I, I made a little joke and said oh get out of my space and he just thought that was hilarious I thought well, it's very simple it's great this there's nothing to being a grandparent yeah, he was so amused by that yeah. so yeah the, there's, you don't have the, to try very hard giggly, but do I don't think, I don't think you should make too much it, it should be effortless shouldn't it do you have um, any competition with the other grandparents or no no I don't um, no no not at all I guess I've never thought of it that way because he has been so part of my life mm. so it's not something I don't have to think outside the box yeah. Yeah. I'm there yeah yeah, yeah. I'm not very good, and I never was. I, I, it never happened with my own children. I can't cope. I just hate going to parks. You and don't I, go to parks. No, well, park. I will under sufferance. But I'm a great believer. You just say to them, "No, it's boring. Can we do something else?" Um, well, well, when they say, "Well, I want to go to the park," do you say no? Yeah, well, no, or do, not do, all do they the time. ask? No, they don't ask. I just think it's so boring. I am not alone. I'm not alone. Come on. So when little George so says to you, boring. Gaga, take me to the park. It's what always do you... on a cold day. <laughs> and also you have to just stand there because you're having to keep them alive, aren't you? Yeah. So it's, oh, no. I, I think if there was a, <laughs> just, no, it's boring. I remember saying to, uh, I was in, in Birmingham in the Botanical Gardens. They used to have a little park there. Do you remember? And I remember years ago, I'd taken my own children there and I turned to this woman. It was a cold February day and I said, Oh, this is boring. And she looked at me as if I'd just put needles <laughs> in my children's eyes. Uh, no. And don't start me on messy play. Well, it, when little George turns to you and says, Gaga, take me to the park, what is your Oh, response? I'll do it. But he doesn't because he knows that I don't like it. You don't say, oh, God, you don't want to go to the park. It's Although a horrible place. distract him. Let's go out for a pub lunch. <laughs> They're doing a fantastic carvery at the caravan site. Come on. <laughs> Likes that. Likes carveries. No. A messy play. Play-Doh. That's on a very top shelf in my kitchen. And I always think if you keep things out of sight, they're not reminded. So, <laughs> can't bear Play-Doh. 
<laughs> Anything that you have to clean up afterwards. I am a quite a good grandmother, but I really I, think... No, I don't think I you know, have to I be honest. You, you have to treat children like adults who haven't been around for too long. <laughs> or as long as you. And, and then, you know, it's fine. But no, be honest. Messy paint. No. <laughs> Painting, really? <laughs> How many times have you put the paints out? And then they do it for a bit, and then they wander off. They wander off. And yeah. then you've got this terrible sloppy mess mm-hmm. everywhere and you're you're finding paint splashes yeah. for weeks afterwards and i've fallen for that one about baking cakes you get everything out and they wander off <laughs> you're trying <laughs> to finish baking cakes which i hate <laughs> i'm not painting a very good picture what else is on the list come on there must be something i can do <laughs> you can do all of this um Step away from the sweets. Now, we talked about that a little bit. The temptation to pamper your grandchildren is high. Well, I always think, you see, the golden rule is, and, and George has now realised this, that if you have too many sweets, you get diarrhoea. So if you just tell them that, that usually puts them off having <laughs> sweets. <laughs> Number 10 is get a life. What? Uh, yeah. It, apparently, this grandparent is, uh, said... Uh, at first, they found it a bit hard to turn off from being a grandparent when the visit was over... It's so different to being a parent because that child becomes your whole life. I found that having plenty of other things organised for myself when I got home helped with this. Well, well, yeah, really? I mean, do you really have to put that much effort into getting your life back on track when you're not looking after them? Interesting, isn't it? It is. A friend of mine, um, she... See, I'm always on call for babysitting. I don't know about you. I, I would, I would, like I'm having him for half term and I'm, I love it. So not a problem at all. If I can help, I will have him because I, I enjoy it. But I've got a friend who has a spreadsheet. <laughs> a spreadsheet to look after her grandchildren. Well, I hope she doesn't listen to this because I was just about to say, one of those. Oh, there's several of them. <laughs> just covering my tracks now. <laughs> They all have spreadsheets. So, so every every bit of the day is covered, is it? Uh, uh, no, her holidays, and then he, the, the 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 children slot in to the spreadsheet. I don't really understand it, but it sounded very anal to me. We do educational things, and, and oh, Miriam, the, no, we started doing educational things, and we we took them to the aerospace museum, and 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 um, my grandson says. Is it lunchtime? Isn't it time to go to the pub? You know exactly. Isn't it time to? Perhaps we should get them together. <laughs> Your grandchildren. Are we the right influence? Do you think on those children? Do you think then the you right could influence? get your dinghy out and just sail back <laughs> over the bay? It, it terrifies They're probably one of the most dangerous waterways in the country. It is. I mean, yeah, they exactly. do say if you can sail here, yeah, you exactly. can sail anywhere. If yeah. I get into that boat, it terrifies him. I think it's because he knows that I'm not really in charge. <laughs> Well, the sea's always in charge, but it, he can well, my see my life and death. Terrified, I'd be balance. getting lost because I'm always getting lost. I'm not well, very good. In the summer, when it's a little, the sea's a little calmer here. Unlike today, what time is it now? Oh yeah, we're at low tide. That's why it's quite um, benign out there. But I am going to get on my um, into my little dinghy, and I've got one of those boards. I'm going to go over. I'm going to. I'm, I'm when I see you. I am going to either sail across to see you or I'm going to paddleboard across to see you. And I, ex- I expect you, there you'll be, waiting on the beach for me. Because it, 
do I need to do I need to tap in your details to the RNLI <laughs> beforehand? So when they're coming to get you, they'll know who you are. Oh, you know they they all know me here, so you know they'll just say, "Oh, let her get on with it. Let her get on with it. Can't be bothered." <laughs> Do you ever think that your grandson is judging you? I mean, I know when we, we talk about let's go down the pub instead of doing messy play or going to the park. Do you ever, do they ever kind of look at you? Do you ever feel that they're kind of making a judgment? No. <laughs> no, not at all. You think I'm great, Miriam. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, no. Just think I'm fab. I remember... Um, so my grandson had lots of little musical instruments and I persuaded him that we'd start a band because I've always wanted to be in one and um, amongst the instruments was a tambourine so I thought oh, I can have a, the tambourine when I was about 16 and I was in the, the church it, we set up a little band in the church and um, at my Catholic school and there was a group of us and I thought this is my opportunity to be Joan Baez you know and I turned up in a brown felt floppy hat with a tambourine and a long skirt and um, I think I was allowed two services to, to sing and then I was I was cancelled and that, it reminded me of that and the disappointment when my grandson looked at me and I'm playing away with the tambourine and he looked at me for about 15 seconds and then he took the tambourine <laughs> yes. and he said, Nana, you can be the audience. So I was cancelled from the band for the second time. I did, I, no, they, I mean, they don't judge you. It's they like, just it's love like when you start happy. dancing in front of them. They, yeah, they do look at you sort of very strangely, well, don't you? Yeah. yeah. This is what I did in my day. Because they think you're so old. When I was little, I used to think that being a child and being a grown-up, that we were two separate species. Mm. I never thought that I'd grow old. I always thought, this I'll stay like this forever. And I do remember someone telling me that I was going to grow old and that one day, that person there that you were looking at and being curious about because they look so different from you, you're going to be like that. You'll grow up to be like that. That, and it, yeah, I but, do but remember that. I do, and I remember that too. But I think also the interesting thing is that our grandparents, because we're roughly the same age, although I always say you're older than me, um, <laughs> they were. They, they, <laughs> they, I know, but I am, I'm envious you're getting your pension, and I'm not at the moment. Um, but if you think about it, I mean, my grandfather, um, who was from these parts, he he was Edwardian. Mm. They were Edwardian. Yeah. He was born in 1888, you know, I mean, so they were a totally different grandparent, weren't they, to how we to are. how we are. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because, so maybe when we don't look like that to, to our grandchildren, like the way my grandfather looked or my grandmother, um, it's a totally different ballgame, isn't it? It is, and I think that, um, yeah, totally different era. We grew up in the 80s into the 90s, didn't we? And we were free and easy and we were hit and happening and we were never going to turn into old grouches or you well, know, like I said, we thought we'd be groovy grandparents, grandparents which groovy, I'm not at all. Groovy so grandparents. I'm just, you know, this funny little woman who gets lost occasionally and 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 lets him do what he wants and takes him for pub lunches. It's <laughs> Do you ever think about your late husband and wonder how what 
kind of a grandfather he would oh, have been. Yes. Cause we you never had the opportunity, no, do you? We do that an awful lot, yeah. We do in our family. Um, yeah, and that's that's one of the biggest sad it's it's the saddest thing, isn't it, about you know, somebody dying at a very a relatively young age and not seeing all the things that, that come we take for granted now, don't yeah. we? We take yeah. for granted that that's what happens. And oh yes, yeah, I mean he would he would have been like me though. He'd have been going for pub lunches and that sort of thing and saying he didn't want to go to the park. Um yeah, but we keep him very much alive with George. You know, we 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 talk about him and we have photographs and because that's important yeah. for George to know that you know that he he comes from there is part and somebody who was very much part of his life or would have been part of his, his life. life so yeah yeah so yeah that is that is very that is sad yeah it is because I I, I, I was only thinking that because Mark enjoys the sort of relationship they call him Papa. And he enjoys the sort of relationship with them that Martin would have would have enjoyed, and yeah, it is. Mm. But I'm glad you keep you keep him alive. Oh, and we do, we do, and, also, and it's also with a lot of humour. We don't sit there holding, you know, sort of seances and talking about him in in because when people die, we always turn them into something really perfect, and they weren't, were they? Also, so we we do we do have a, we have there's a sense of fun. When we talk about him because he was a very funny person so yeah that's that's really really important but yeah the, with me there's that little bit of sadness that he's he's not you know he's not around to just see how we've all moved on yeah and, gro- all, and grown and you know, he would have children that, and sure. getting married and yeah. having children and it's a new era um do you ever think and i do and i i've touched on sort of the time that we have left um before but I'd love to see my grandchildren grow up and see what they become. I yeah. would love to have the time to see what kind of people they'll turn into, yeah. what they might choose to do as careers and so on. And that's that's one of the things, which is why I've started you know, weightlifting and Pilates. And <laughs> Glad you said that. I just thought, I just had this vision. <laughs> just, just... Did you see my face? <laughs> Weightlifting, I had visions of these, you know, like these big fat men. <laughs> What's that got to do with knowing what your grandchildren would be? I see. Well, I mean, yeah. You keep yourself fit. Yeah, yeah. I've started weight training. Oh, yeah, but you know, you know that's gonna... why, have you noticed today I haven't been able to raise my arms? <laughs> I, can't, I can't put them up over it, over my head. I think I've had enough exercise today doing all those three point turns down country lanes. <laughs> That's my that's my exercise for the whole week. Well, the weight training, Pilates. I'm yeah, I'm doing a lot of hiking. I've I've started it all with with that in mind that I'd quite like to, you know, live as long as I possibly can. But I don't know if the weight training is going to do it for no. me. <laughs> Why? Why? Well, because of strength. Oh uh, right. Strength. Yeah. So, okay. That's one of the things, and also to keep up with them, you know, because they are so active, my two little ones, that, and they're always running around. I mean, they, they're like, you wind them up, 
at six o'clock in the morning and they don't wind down till about 8.30 at night and by which time I'm semi-comatose. Yeah, because that's the other thing. That's the only thing. As you get older, you realise you can't run around like you used to. No. I do try. No, um, I don't. I do try. Uh, and I don't always succeed. And I, I, I must admit, I've tripped over a couple of times in the park, but I haven't cried. Well, so she's right. <laughs> I've dusted myself off. So she's right. <laughs> my grandkids are going, are you all right, Nana? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, so it's with that in mind that I've started this new exercise regime. Although it is that sort of, you, you know, you can't hope that because you do these things that it's you are going to and I do all the time bang on about living longer don't I that it's going to but at least I can keep up for as long as I possibly and can and it gives you something to do before you die it gives me something to do <laughs> and to talk about <laughs> which you do endlessly <laughs> all the time am I boring you Luella? no not at all no, <laughs> no. you carry on <laughs> reason I come here <laughs> because I cook for you well I've, I've made I've made a quiche That's another one fabulous I well you, you haven't seen it yet oh I'm in fact I'm just going to go and get it what well, leave me sitting here yeah just right okay yourself. is it in the oven then did you make now, it don't be surprised oh it's not an avocado again is it no it's not. no it's but look oh yes what do you think yes marvellous you don't think it's rather brown no, no, it looks lovely. Are you no, sure? Honestly, yeah, well it's done a Michelle, you. It's a Michelle Rue. So I think we should um, tuck in, don't you? Stop and have some lunch. Yeah. So that's all from us. And that's all from us. Or that's it from us. Oh, yeah. That's that it from us. That's it from us, right. <laughs> what is this podcast called again? <laughs> that is. That's it. <laughs>